discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. We give you glory because it is done, even in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's just the beginning stages of a year of the word of God, isn't it? It's just the beginning stage. What would we have done if there were no seasons and times? If there weren't seasons and times, you wouldn't have a renewed hope. I mean, there's no difference between 31st December. And 1st January, in terms of this, the sun still rises. And it still shines and blazes as it does normally. The weather had not changed in any way. The hamatan did not reduce. None of those things happened. But because God has set us as a, as a season for a change, clearly the, the, there was a renewed hope in your heart. Hallelujah. Clearly there was... You realize as a change, it's like we are entering into something different, something else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So times and seasons are very important. And it reflects itself even in our life. Okay? You could have someone experiencing two very drastic seasons in a year, in one year, or even in a month, or even in a day. Sometimes a day starts in a certain way. Very terrible. Things are not going the way you expected for them to go. Then all of a sudden, there's a change. And you experience something else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You experience something glorious, something joyful. Do you see? So times and seasons are very, very important. Without them, there wouldn't be hope. You, would, would, you wouldn't have hope in life. You wouldn't. God sets the sun and all those things there. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 11, he mentions, he says, he put all those things there to, to tell us about times and seasons. You see, about times and seasons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you love Jesus? Yeah. No, there are things you need to do. Okay? If you want to see some results, you have to cover some things spiritually. Yes. And uh, prayer is one of the things you can't ignore. You, you just can't ignore it. If you ignore it, you're in trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So pray in tanks. Okay? Pray in tanks. Now, let me show you something about praying in tanks. Before, if you look into the, in the Old Testament concerning the Jewish weddings, okay? There are various processes that the groom goes through in order to be married to the bride. First of all, when the bride is born, the, the covenant is worked when the bride is born. Okay? The bride is born. As soon as the bride is born, the groom's father comes to come and start the wedding process. Yes, as early as that stage. 
and what the the groom does is that the groom gives the bride a wedding ring. Okay, he gives the child a wedding ring, a promise that he's going to come and come and marry him in the future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And after giving him the wedding ring, the wedding actually if you read the Bible, you realize that the wedding ring is the Holy Spirit. Go to Ephesians chapter one. Let's read verse fourteen. Ephesians one fourteen. Okay, let's read from verse thirteen so that we can understand it very well. In whom you also trusted, after that you heard the word of truth. Then it says the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You see, it says you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The word seal means to mark. Okay, to mark someone as yours or something as yours. It says you are marked by God with the seal of the Holy Spirit of promise. Then he goes on to say verse 14. Look at verse 14. Which is or who is the earnest of our inheritance? The word earnest there is, uh, the Greek word is uh, ahabon. Okay, the ahabon is actually the ring. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's the ring. It says, which is the endness of our inheritance until the redemption of the passage possession unto the praise of his glory. If you read in 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20 as well, you see something similar there. Okay? The Holy Spirit is the ahabon, or the, the, the ring, the promise. It says, for all the promises of God are in him, yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Next verse, verse 21. Now he which establishes you with us in Christ and has anointed us as God. Who has also sealed us? Have you seen it? Who has also what? Sealed us and given the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. He has sealed us and given the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is called the earnest. The Arabon. Okay? So the wedding ring that he gave to us is the Holy Spirit. Are you seeing it? Uh-huh. Now after giving the wedding ring, he gives a gift, a special gift to the bride for the purposes of her adornment. Okay, so if you've read your Bible very carefully, when Abraham sent for Isaac to get a wife, when they went to, when the servant was going to marry Rebekah for Isaac, he had plenty jewels that he went with. Do you remember? Yeah. And when he took those jewels to the woman, the woman was expected to use those to adorn herself to present her properly for the wedding feast. Now, the adornment, okay, the adornment that he gives to us, that Christ gives to us to prepare us, and, and the jewels he gives to us to adorn ourselves, is speaking in tongues. It's a gift that follows the earnest, the ring. And the gift that follows the Holy Spirit is the ability to speak in tongues. So speaking in tongues is God's means of adorning you before the wedding day. So as you speak in as you speak in tongues like that, you are actually being fitted, you are being adorned, you are you are dressing. Okay, you are dressing yourself properly for the wedding day. So don't ignore it. Sometimes when we we speak in tongues, it's like oh, it's just one of those things. Some speak in tongues absent-mindedly. It's like oh, what are we doing? We don't really know what we're doing. No, something very powerful is happening. The Bible says the one who speaks an unknown tongue edifies himself. He charges himself up like a battery. 
It's very important. Okay? Yes, Pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want to share some few things with you. How many of you were in the 31st night service? Did you hear anything at all? This is a year of what? The word of God. Don't say working for the Lord. Even though it is inside the word of God, what God wants us to focus on and give attention to is the word of God. If you give your attention to the word of God, you produce fruits as you're supposed to. Okay? There are three tools that God gave to the disciples to work with when he left them, when Jesus left the disciples. Three things. The word, the spirit, and then the name. The word, the spirit, and the name. I preached that message here. Yeah. Uh, tools for success. And I preach about how important the word of God is. The word of God is too important. Without the word of God, you can't produce the results God will have you to produce. There's nothing underneath the word that you're supposed to know. The word of God, as you see it, the scriptures. See, the scriptures are able to make you wise. The scriptures that you're reading, he that's become a known tongue, edifies himself, is able to make you wise. If you do the word, you'll be wise. Your wisdom is dependent on the word. Your wisdom is dependent on doing what the word of God says you should do. If you will do the word, you'll be surprised at the level upon which God will take you. So, you must learn to do what the word of God says. He that speaks in a known tongue edifies himself. He edifies himself. He builds himself up. The word edify means to build up. Look at the amplified. He who speaks in a strange tongue edifies and improves himself. Do you see? He improves himself. How many of you want to improve yourself? What do you do? Do what the word of God says. What does the word of God say? Speak in tongues. Paul says, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. That's verse 18. He says, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. I give praise to God that I'm able to make use of tongues more than you all. I'm able to make use of tongues. I speak in tongues more than you all. Paul spoke in tongues regularly. That was where his wisdom came from. Why? Because the word of God said to speak in tongues. Are you seeing it? Uh-huh. So the scriptures are able, they have an ability to make you wise. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 4, let's read from verse 5. Chapter 4 verse 5. It says, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments. This is Moses talking to the children of Israel. He says, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments. Actually, statutes and judgments qualify as the word of God. It's actually the word of God. He's talking about the word of God. Okay? Uh, if you read in the book of Psalms, you see statutes, judgments, instructions, and all those things being used, laws being used as replacements for the word of God, all meaning the word of God. So it's the same thing here. It says, Behold, I have taught you, I have taught you the word, even as the Lord my God commanded me to do, so that you should do so in the land whether you go to possess it. I have taught you the word of God so that you can do the word of God in order to possess the land that God has given to you says that you, you should do so in the land. You should do this. You should do the word in the land whether you go to possess it. Next verse, verse 6. Keep therefore and do them. Keep the word and do them. For this is your wisdom. This is your wisdom. The word of God is your wisdom. And your understanding in the sight of all the nations which shall hear all these statues and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Your wisdom is in the word. He says, by doing the word of God, your wisdom will display itself to the rest of the world. Keep therefore and do them. For this, what is this? The word of God. This is your wisdom. 
This is your wisdom. The word of God is your wisdom. The word of God is your understanding. Take the word of God out of a believer's life and he's left with nothing. So I'm talking about sitting on the word of God raw. I mean just studying the word. Do you understand? Yeah. Eating the word like I taught you on 31st. Yeah. Studying it. Learning it. Meditating on it. It will make you what it talks about. I'm telling you. It will prosper you. It will increase you. I came to a point in time in my life where I realized I don't have anybody. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever come to that point in your life. I realized I don't have anybody. I don't have any uncle who can give me 100,000 Ghana cities to work with. I don't have any uh, brother who can buy a house for me. My father is certainly not going to do that. My mother doesn't have that ability. I mean, I came to that point some years ago, about 15 years ago. Yeah. Then I realized I had to take God seriously. I realized the only option I had, it was either God or forget it. God has not disappointed me. He hasn't. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom. Sitting on the word of God, raw, 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 raw. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Acts chapter 18, verse 24. I want to show you an example of someone who, who knew the scriptures. And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man, and mighty in the scriptures. Are you seeing it? He says he was what? Mighty. He was mighty in the scriptures. Came to Ephesus. Mighty in the scriptures. God wants you to be mighty in the scriptures. Like you know the word of God. You know the Bible. You know what the Bible is saying. Okay? Raw. That's what I'm talking about this year. You have to become mighty in the scriptures. Sometimes when I preach, especially during question and answers, people say that, hey, pastor, how come you know all these things? I don't know the Bible. To me, I don't. I'm not yet mighty in the scriptures. This year, I want to be mighty in the scriptures. I'm not, I know myself. You, you think you know me, but I know myself. Or you don't understand. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mighty in the scriptures. You have to be mighty in the scriptures. I'm not joking. I'm actually very, very serious. And I know you are also not joking. You are not joking at all. You have to become mighty in the scriptures. You have to know what the word of God is saying. Okay? When we say Obadiah, you should know what is in Obadiah. You have to. You have to. Because the Bible says that it is your wisdom. There are statutes in there, there are judgments in there that are your wisdom. It is your wisdom. It will direct you in life. It will show you what to do. Do you understand? Yeah, it will direct you. Paul said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able, it has an ability, which is able to build you up. Build you up. Apollos was mighty in the scriptures. Mighty. Mighty. I want that to be my testimony this year. Mighty in the scriptures. So full of the word. So full of the word. Let me show you something about Stephen. Stephen was a man who was mighty in the scriptures. It was not said about him, but he was mighty in the scriptures. If you read Acts chapter 7, the whole of Acts chapter 7 is the preaching of, of, uh, of Stephen. And without Stephen, wouldn't have known certain things. Let me show you something. Okay, Acts chapter 7, verse 1. Then said the high priest, and these things so, they had accused him of saying some things concerning the synagogue. You know, how that 
Jesus said, would, of course, Jesus himself said it, that he would tear down the temple and build, rebuild it back in three days. But they thought it was the temple that they were sitting in. But Jesus was talking about his body. You see, that if you destroy this temple, this body, I'll rebuild it in three days. And he did. You know, and Stephen was talking about it strongly in the church, strongly in the synagogue. He was doing mighty things. The Bible says that God used him to do mighty signs and wonders because he was full of the word. When you are full of the word, the Holy Spirit, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Go to chapter 6. Let me show you something in chapter 6. From verse 8. Chapter 6 from verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith. Why was he full of faith? How can someone be full of faith? How? Romans chapter 10 verse 17. This shows you that he was full of the word. You see, Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says that now faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The guy had so heard the word. He knew the word. It says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if the, if the Bible is saying that he was, so, he was full of faith, you should know what he's talking about. Go back to uh, Acts chapter 6 verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith. Full of faith. And of power. How does that happen? How does someone become full of power? The word of God is quick and powerful. The word of God is the power of God. I showed you that, isn't it? The yeah. Bible says that God withholds everything by the word of his power. What is the word of his power? The, the word of God is the word of his power. He says, and Stephen, full of faith and of power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. You remember I mentioned Galatians chapter 3. Go to Galatians chapter 3 from verse 5. He says, he therefore that ministered to you the Spirit, the one who ministers the Spirit of God to you, and worked miracles among you. How does he do it? Does he do it by the works of the law, or by obeying the law, or by the hearing of faith? He does it by the hearing of faith. Look at the next verse. Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, he does it by the hearing of faith. Not by the law, but by the hearing of faith. So mighty miracles and wonders are done by the hearing of faith. And the Bible talks about Stephen, how that Stephen was full of faith and of power. And he did great wonders and miracles among the people. How was he doing it? By the hearing of faith. What is the meaning of hearing of faith? The word of God. He was hearing the word of God. The more he heard the word of God, the more confident he became. The word of God is what grants you confidence. Without the word of God, you can't be confident in life. No, your confidence will be very low. Your intelligence will be very low. Yes. Yes. I think straight when I've meditated on the word. That's the truth. I know myself. I know how stupid I can be without the word of God. I'm one of the most stupidest people. Stupid, stupid, stupidest. Yes, I'm telling you the truth. When, you see, I, I know myself. When you are bereft of the word, you lose your sanity. And you're unable to find your footing in life. It's the truth. That's what the Bible says. That ignore the word of God and suffer. That's what happens. Suffering comes as a result of ignoring the word of God. You, you will be surprised. A lot of people in life are suffering, going through various things because they've ignored the word. Their first source of contact is not the word when they wake up. And their constant source of contact is not the word of God during the day. Yeah. Their mind is somewhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God is too important. If you ignore it, you're in trouble. This is your wisdom. This is your wisdom. I make the right choices because of the word of God. Yeah. 
without the word of God, you can't make the right choices. You can't. You'll be as foolish as anybody, any ordinary person in the world. Stephen was full of faith and full of power. And he worked great wonders and miracles among the people. Next verse. Then there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertines, and Cyrenians, and Alexandrians, and of them of Cilicia and of Asia, disputing with Stephen. They were disputing with them. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he speak. They were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which. Why? Because he was full of the word. Full of the word. They could not resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. He spoke by the spirit. He spoke by a certain spirit. He spoke by a certain wisdom. And the people could not resist it. That is why when you're full of the word of God and you stand to, you can have a, a, a document, a proposal for a company to do something for them. They can't resist it. It's not possible. I'm showing you a secret in life. They can't resist it. You bring a proposal and they are all rushing for it. Yes. You go for the interview, you talk and nobody can resist your speech. Why? It's, it's scriptural. It's scriptural. It's scriptural. It says, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he speak. They couldn't resist it. It consumes your heart. You see, and it's, it's a quality of the spirit. It's a quality of the anointing of God that we have. In Acts chapter 2 verse 1, the Bible mentions the coming, talks about the coming of the Holy Spirit. Okay? How that on the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost would come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Next verse. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Now what does this mean? He says, go back. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues. Hmm? Tongue, a tongue. Okay? The tongues were cloven. They were clothed. Like covered. Folded. Okay? And it, it looked like fire. It, it sat on each of them. Each of them had it sitting upon their head. There were tongues sitting on... Let's read other versions. I'm sure probably to help us. And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were separated and distributed and which sat on each one of them. Other versions, please. And they saw tongues like flames of fire coming to rest on every one of them. Tongues. Techema. What does it mean? Have you ever thought about it? What does this particular thing mean? Why would the tongue appear on their head? Let me show you. Jesus spoke about it. Luke chapter 21 verse 15. This is Jesus talking. Okay, he's talking about the end times. The end time church. The things that will be happening. And one of the qualities that will mark the end time church. He says, for I will give you a mouth. And wisdom. Which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. I will give you a mouth. And wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gain, say, nor resist. So that clothing tongues of fire that sat upon their heads is the irresistible nature of the word of God that is embedded in our spirit. Do you understand? The irresistible nature of the word. You speak the word of God, your adversaries are hearing you, they can't do anything about it. It consumes your heart. People who don't like you will hear you talk. And when they hear you talk, so sometimes I know I know this particular thing. I preach with it. Actually, I actually preach with that consciousness. 
So sometimes I can go to a certain place to go and preach, and I've never been there to preach. And everybody's looking at me like this. Because we're expecting someone who is thicker and taller. Very wild. You know, because my voice is a little bit heavy on radio, on whatever. So you think I'm a very TikTok guy, you know. I went to preach in the Southern Assemblies of God Church about three years ago. Older people, they were all there, so many people there. When they saw me, they were, I, a lot of people just forgot about, you know, it's like, oh, what, what would this Bible say? You know, and I started preaching. Started preaching. Five minutes, ten minutes into their preaching, the attention started coming. Fifteen minutes, everybody, people were standing up. Twenty minutes, thirty minutes, they said my time was up, and everybody said, no, don't stop him. Yes. Irresistible nature of the word. I've had that so many times in so many places. Irresistible nature of the word. Implanted in us. If I speak to you, you, you hear what I'm saying. You know, I don't know if you know uh, about what they say concerning some in, in, in the Akan language. We are Tinete Kamaso. I don't know if you've ever heard it before. There are some people when, who talk and you can't resist them. You will do whatever they say you should do. Have you ever heard it before? It's, it's something that functions in the, realm, in, the, in the realm of the dark world. Okay? Yeah. Sometimes you see somebody, they do something and the person is following them. It's like the person has been hypnotized for the next uh, six days. Yeah. It happened to one of our sisters even. She met someone and within the space of one hour, she took laptops, about three laptops from different people. And give it to the person. Have you ever heard it before? Yeah. 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 You were just in the in, in, in she was in university. Just happened to her like that. They say something to you. And then that's it. Yeah. It's a quality out there, it's something they use. But in the realm of the Holy Spirit, there's an ability from the spirit that is given to us as well. It's called clothing tongues of fire. When you speak, they can't ah, didn't you? I'm not the ones. Am I the one? Am I saying something that's not in the Bible? No. Am I saying sometimes it's not in the Bible? No. The Bible says they could not resist the wisdom and the spirit by which Stephen spoke. Because Jesus had prophesied it. Jesus said that I will give you a mouth. Go back to the other place. Luke chapter uh, 21. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gain see or resist. Let's look at other versions of this. For I myself will give you a mouth and such utterance and wisdom that all of your foes combined will, not, will be unable to stand against or refute. Nobody can stand against what you are saying. They cannot refute what you are saying. Am I saying something bad? It's in the Bible. And every preacher should have that in mind. They cannot resist what I'm saying to them. Because I'm preaching the word of God. I'm preaching the word of God. Message version. Let's read the message version. I'll give the words and wisdom that will reduce all your accusers to stammers and status. Eh? They'll be stammering. They can't say anything. They can't say anything. And if you look into the scriptures, you see it so many times. The very first day the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2, when Peter stood to speak, the Bible says that a lot of people were gathered there, and Peter started talking. He spoke for a long time, and nobody could interject. It was not an organized meeting. Do you understand? It was not an organized meeting. Nobody, it wasn't organized by anybody. They just came together and he started talking. Nobody could refute him. Nobody could stand against him. Nobody could say anything. He, he had the platform to talk. Yeah. So sometimes I'll say, I want to speak to the person. When someone is messing, I say, oh, I want to speak to the person. Bring the person. I want to see the person. If you hear me, you can't, you can't refuse. <laughs> 
Hallelujah. You can't refuse. He spoke. His students spoke. If you look at Stephen's speech in Acts chapter 7, he spoke for a very long time. Nobody could say anything. Nobody could say anything. Nobody could say anything. Why? Because of the ability of the Spirit. It's called cloven tongues as of fire. It consumes the hearts of men. It's tongues that consumes. It's a quality of the Spirit of God and of the Word of God. It proceeds out of the Word. It proceeds out of the Word. Go back to chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. Verse 10, right? It says, And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the Spirit by which he spoke. Next verse. Then the suborned men which said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses. Moses is the law. Okay? And against God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and came upon him and caught him and brought him to the council and set up false witnesses which said, This man ceased not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. Next verse. For we have heard him say that he, this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs which Moses delivered us. And all that sat in the council looking steadfastly, this is what I want you to see, it says, and all that sat in the council looking steadfastly on him saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. His face was transfigured. Sometimes some of the people meet, you, <laughs> I've, had the, I've had this a lot of times, like, oh, what? it's like you're always looking fresh. Like, oh. You see, it's a quality of the word of God. When you study the word of God, your, your visage, your visage changes because you are encountering the glory of God. Moses sat with God for 40 days, receiving the word of God from him. What happened to him when he came down? When he came down from the mountain, nobody could look at his face because he had the face of an angel. His face was so shiny. His face was shining so much that they couldn't behold his face. So he had to put a cover on his face for him to be able to talk to the people. They couldn't look at him. As he was coming, everybody was running away. The word of God makes you full of fear. I mean, it brings the fear of God visibly on your face. There are some things that can't happen around you. There are some things that people can't say around you. One of my friends met a certain man of God. He met Bishop Dag. And he said he couldn't talk. They ask him a question and he can't. And this is, this, this is my friend. is you know Sanguine? You know Sanguine? Yes. XOXO is laughing. Do you know Sanguine? You know a Sanguine? Someone who can talk. I mean, when it, when it, whether it's necessary to talk or not, the person is talking. He's a man of God, but he's, he's Sanguine. Okay? He met this man and he couldn't say anything. He was dumbfounded. He was awestruck. Not because of whatever. It's, it's a quality of the spirit. Okay? <laughs> it makes you dumb. They saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. Why? Because he was full of faith, full of power, full of the spirit. All that comes to the word. Go to Revelation chapter 5. Let's read from verse 11. The word of God is what? It's your wisdom. Say it's my wisdom. Say it again. It's my wisdom. It's what to create a path for you. Okay? It's to create a path for you. It created a place for Stephen. To create a place for you. He was full of faith. Full of faith. Full of power. Why? Because he was full of the word. Full of the word. And I beheld. Revelation chapter 5 verse 11. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. He's talking about trillions and trillions 
of angels, but he couldn't. I, I told you during the text first night, they didn't have a word for million. Check the whole Bible, you will not see million. You, the highest you see is thousands and thousands, or tens of tens of thousands. Okay? Uh, it's history says that the number of people that gathered against Jehoshaphat were two million. Jehoshaphat had three nations coming against him in Second Chronicles chapter 20. There were about two million people. Two million soldiers gathered against him. And he had just about 200,000 people to fight with. Yes. But it's, if you read that place, so you see them saying that thousands of thousands, ten thousands of ten thousands. They couldn't tell the number. Okay? Huh. So in this place, he's talking about how that angels, plenty of angels were around about the throne. And look at what they were saying. Verse 12. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power. He was slain for this purpose. He was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Worthy is the lamb. This is all that they were saying. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Look at the next verse, verse 13. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, heard I say, blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sit upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. The next verse. And the four be said, Amen. And the four and twenty others fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. What is going on? What is going on? And this is what is happening in heaven continuously. He says he was slain. It's happening right now as we are talking. He was slain to receive power and honor. Go back. Go back to that place. Verse 12. Saying with a loud voice, where is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. What is Jesus doing in this up there? He doesn't need power over there. He is the all-powerful God. Now, remember, he says, where is the lamb that was slain? This is something he received as a result of his being slain. Isn't it? Where is the lamb that was slain? So this is not what he has received because he's God. This is what he has received because he's the son of God who is man. His, this is his exaltation as a man. Where is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing? I said he doesn't need it up there. Why did he receive all these things? He received all these things because of you and I. The Bible says that we are seated together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We are the ones. The Bible says that we are joint heirs together with Christ. He doesn't need this where he is. He doesn't. Jesus doesn't need it. It is for you and I. He received honor for you and I. He received power, riches, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing for you and I. How are all these things communicated? Through God's word. Through God's word. How does the glory of God come? Through his word. How does the strength of God come? Through his word. How does the honor of God come to you? Through his word. How does the blessing of God come to you? Through his word. How does the wisdom of God come to you? Through the knowledge of his word. Without the knowledge of his word, you cannot have these things split in your life, even though they are for you. So all these things are communicated through the word of God to you. For it to be your experience, your, your, your daily experience, wisdom, honor, glory, blessings, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Yeah, glory. glory. Glory is the resplendence of God. Glory is the shining beauty of God. 
glory is the fineness of God. You understand? God's fineness. God, how fine God is as it becomes yours. The magnificence of God. That's what glory is. Glory is, is a weight. When we say someone has glory, it means the person has value. He has weight. Do you get it? If the president of this country should enter this place, everybody will stand up. Why? He has weight. He has weight. That's his glory. God is saying that his glory, his weight, okay, comes to you. Ah, I read it to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse, verse 18. What does 2 Corinthians 3, 18 say? But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. He says we are changed into the same image from glory to glory. So the more you study the word of God, the more you look into the word of God, the more you are transfigured into that same glory that you see. And that glory is the glory that he was slain to receive. And that glory is communicated to you through the word of God. The more you study the word, the more that weight becomes your weight. The more that value becomes your value. Do you understand? Yeah. The more that our shining beauty of God becomes yours. That is how come your face will be shining as that of an angel. No, have you, have you seen a truly spiritual person before? When you see a truly spiritual person in your life, if you have seen some before, you see that it even affects their countenance. Yeah, they are, their visage is different. Yes, their visage is different. My life is special. Say it properly. My life is special. Say, I'm different. The word of God is, it says, it is your wisdom. It, this is your wisdom. By this, the nations of the world will know who you are. This is the most important thing in your life. Jacob was asleep when there was angelic traffic around him. And he said, God was here and I knew it not. I did not know that God was here. Yeah. I didn't know that God was here. The next time he got to that place, he didn't sleep. He stayed. He stayed overnight. And he saw God manifested. His name could have changed that day. But all the things he suffered for that 22 years in Laban's house could have been prevented if he were awake. But he wasn't awake the first time. He was asleep. So he had to go through 22 years of suffering. 22 long years of suffering. Then God met him again and changed his destiny. The second time he got to that same place where he slept the first time. He stayed awake throughout the night. He sent everybody away and stayed awake throughout the night. That was when God appeared. And he wrestled with God and God changed his name. For him to be able to meet his brother and continue his life in peace. It would have been, it would have been so much trouble for him. Yeah. So you have to be smart. Don't, don't sleep. You can sleep at any time, not when the word of God is coming. Because you never know. Maybe what you are hearing will never come to you again. Understand what I'm saying. Don't think that, don't think that I'm saying that you may not be in church again. No. You will be in church. You will be hearing the word of God, but it won't do anything to you. Because what was meant to do something to you was sleeping when it was coming. No. We, we don't come to church for everybody. We come to church for ourselves. There's something that God has for you every single time. And there's something, some are to prep you up for a particular, a major one. Okay? It's like a step, before you, before you can get here, you can't jump here. There are steps that lead you here. Isn't it? Those steps are smaller as compared to this room. This is a large room. You can use the washroom, you can go to the office, you can, you can enjoy the place. But before you get to this place, you need steps. That leads you to a bigger step. You see, you get to a bigger place. Then you go on to other, but because that's, that's not the place you're supposed to be. The word of God is like that. It brings you into a large place. 
but they are small, small. They come pieces, bit by pieces. I want to finish preaching and we ask you, what did you learn? You'll be surprised at what people will say. Yeah, because the word of God is like the sun. That shines for everybody to get what he needs. Do you see? What you need is not what the other person needs. Now, if you miss what you need, it may not come to you again until after some years. Because everything is in seasons, it's in times. That's how it is. I would say that Israel missed the time of his visitation. Yes, you can miss the time of your visitation. God versus us is the truth. God versus us. Okay? God versus. Let me show you a scripture. John chapter 14, verse 21. John 14, 21. He that has my commandments, he that has my words and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Now, do you love God? Do you keep his word? Has he manifested himself to you yet? No, this manifest here is now. It means to show visibly. To show yourself visibly to somebody. Okay, you can check the Greek word for yourself. It means to show yourself uh, it says, I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. I'll, make, I'll clearly show myself to him. Clearly. How does that come? It says, if any man loves me, he shall keep my commandment. And my father will love him. And we shall come unto him. We shall, we shall manifest ourselves. I, I will manifest myself to him. We love God. That's what we are hearing his word. We keep his word. But as he manifested himself to us. Not at all, because it's all that you are receiving and your love for him is prepping you up for a certain day when he will show himself visibly to you. Wow. <laughs> are you seeing it? Yeah, he will show himself visibly to you. He will manifest himself to you like this. And you will see the Lord, you will behold the Lord for, your, for yourself, for a purpose. Yeah, there's a day like that that God has destined for everyone who loves him. A lot of people will not have it. Why? Because they keep missing it. They kept yesterday's word. But today's word is not kept. They keep the following day. They don't keep the next one. You have to be very, very smart. Okay? You have to be very, very smart. Don't miss the time of your visitation. It's important. Don't miss your time of visitation. You can be sleeping when God comes. Yeah, you can be sleeping. It's possible. It's possible. The word. Say the word. The word. Say it again. The word. The word. The word has a transformation ability. It's the only thing that can transform you. Okay. It's the only thing that is said to change a man. Without that, a man can't change. That is why you, if you are going to marry, you must look for a man or a woman who has certain qualities before work, before the person is working. And has a job and has a car and has a place to live and all that. There are things you need to check. A lot of ladies just go for the he has he has he's working, he has a job, he has a car, he has two cars. I'll get one when I get married to him. You are making a mistake. Before all of that, there's a, there are things you need to check. The number one thing is does he fear God? Does he fear God? The one who fears God will be in church every Sunday. And be in church every weekday. He will be in the house of God because he fears God. I showed you what the fear of the Lord is. I've been teaching, I taught learning the fear of the Lord before the year ended. And I showed you what it means when we say someone fears the Lord. 
first thing is that he will not be into idolatry. No, first thing is evil lusts. Evil lusts. I've explained all those things and I need you to go and listen to them. It will help you. Second thing is idolatry. Third thing is fornication. Fourth thing is what? What's the fourth thing? It's clear that you've not listened to it. So you have to listen to it. Okay? It's very important. If you don't listen to the podcast, you will not know what is being said. You will not be updated in the spirit of what is going on in the system. Okay? You can be in a church and not be following the one you are supposed to follow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be in the system and not be following. I was sharing it. With, I don't know if you heard me say it on 31st. There are various, we, we are, by God's grace, we are coming up with uh, various things that we are going to be doing in the church. Okay, we call them directorates. Okay, there'll be a, you heard me say that, right? There'll be a directorate in charge of kids and teens ministry. A direct, so we can take care of things properly. A director in charge of missions. Missions and, and church uh, reports and all those things. But there's a place, a, a, a directorate called Research and Development. And I said, that is where I am. Do you remember? Uh-huh. I'm, even not the, I'm not even the director of that place. Another person is the director. But I, am, I work there. Okay? Because we are the ones who would pray and find out what God wants us to do. Where he wants us to move to and move there. Now, I can move somewhere you don't know I've moved there. And you'll be sitting down not doing exactly what's going on. The podcast is the way of knowing where your father is going to. If you call me your father in the Lord and you're not listening to the podcast, you don't know what you're talking about. No, 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 no. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. For you to know what's going on with your father, you must listen to the podcast. Do you understand? Yes, sir. For instance, this thing that I'm preaching is going to be put on the podcast. Who heard it? You are the ones who heard it. But if the others, there are so many people in the church, if the others are going to be hearing what's going on, they have to listen to the podcast. Now, all of them have their pastors preaching to them in their various churches. But what their pastors are preaching to them may not be what I'm preaching at that particular moment. It may not be. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you hear what has been said there, and you hear what your father is saying. If you don't, you will not know what you are doing. Do you understand? Yes, what was the difference between Moses, Aaron, and Miriam? What is the difference? I put Pastor Elikem here. I can decide that everybody watch from Alpha. I can do that. But it's not supposed to be like that. He knows what's going on here. So he will fit. that's why I don't tell him what to preach. Do I call you every Sunday and tell you, man, God, preach this, preach that? No. You look at what's going on because you, it's, it's a feeding program. You must feed the people. Do you get it? You must feed the people. Huh. But there's a general meal for all of us. Yeah. There's a meal to feed you in your various local churches. Okay? But there's a meal for everybody. A meal for everybody that you must have. It's like the carbohydrate of the food. The carbohydrate is major. Without that, you can't have energy. Without that, you can't have strength. You can be eating minerals and vitamins as much as you want. Drink it as much as you want. It won't do much to you. Doctor, am I lying? You need carbohydrate. You need energy-giving food. Carbohydrate. And that's what I'm saving. The Bible says that God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt by the hands of Moses. And he made them feed by the hands of Moses. 
and he led them into the land of Canaan by the hands of Moses. But it is not entirely true. Yes, because in another place, you say, by the hands of Moses, Aaron and Miriam. Is it Moses who took them to the land of Canaan? Emphatically not. Who was it? Joshua. They all had the local responsibility. They had something needed to, to do. But the one to bring them into the land was Moses. He was the one who was giving the instruction. But for things to work, some people had to be involved and engaged to make things work. Do you understand? So if you don't know what your father is saying, you have made a very, very big mistake. If you, I'm not talking to leaders. I'm talking to church members. You can't say you're a church member if you're not following what's going on. No, no, no. You have made a very big mistake. My prayer may not affect you because you are not my son. You are not my child. Or you don't understand. You are sitting in the, you are sitting in the location, but you don't listen to me. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ears to my sayings. You don't do that. So what are you talking about? You have your own mind. No. This year, you have to change. That is why I'm talking the way I'm talking. You have to change. God whispered to me and told me, your people have to change. Yes, you have to change. You have to change the way you've been doing your things. Or else you are not included. You see, in this place, you don't have a membership card. Only can we let you fill membership card and all that. But you have to be part of what is going on. Your membership is dependent on what you're attending to what is going on. If you are not attending to what is going on, you are clearly not a member. You are a visitor. You, just a, you are just a regular visitor. You, you have to. It's very important. It's very, very important. Or else you don't know. You will not know when we have, we have sounded an alarm to move to another location. You will not know. You will still, you, in the, I'm talking about spiritual things. You will, be, you will be in the old place. Yes. When you are supposed to have moved forward. It's very important. Very, very important. Okay? It's very, very, very important. Israel had to move together by the sound of the trumpet. Who gave the orders for the trumpet to be sounded? Moses gave the order for the trumpet to be sounded. Did Israel have elders? They had elders. Every tribe had elders that were teaching them various things. But when the trumpet is sounded that we have to move, they all move. You don't stay and say, well, my elder has not told me to move. No. They're making a very, very big mistake. The, the elders were not the ones to tell them to move. It was Moses who was to tell the trumpeters to, to sound the trumpet. He told them, when you see the cloud moving, sound, so that the people move. Do you understand? Uh, so you have to be very careful. You have to be very smart. Every week, the podcast has something put on it. Whatever I preach anywhere in the world will end up on the platform, on that podcast. If you want to be following what we are doing, then you must be listening to what we are saying. Okay? Let me talk about it some more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whose miracles are recorded in the book of Acts? Who? Who? Let's start from Acts chapter 1 to chapter 2. Who spoke? Who spoke? Didn't the other people have mouths? Did they have mouths? Are you sure? Were they powerful preachers as much as Peter was? Very powerful preachers. But Peter's ministry is followed from day one. Followed. All the way until Paul comes in. And then Paul's ministry is followed till the end. That's the book of Acts. Where is Thomas? Wasn't Thomas working miracles? He was working plenty of miracles. By the hands of the apostles were miracles. Apostles, not Peter. By the hands of the apostles were great miracles and signs worked. Acts chapter 4. Go to Acts chapter 4. You see it there. It's very important. 
this, I, God just explained to me. It says, I don't do things for nothing. I do things for a reason. Okay? Acts chapter 4. Let's read verse 32. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Who? Apostles. Not one. Not two. All of them. Thomas included. Thaddeus included. All the apostles, every one of them. But none of their miracles is specifically mentioned. In other words, the camera of God was not upon any of them, their miracles. But the camera of God was upon Peter's miracle. Why? Because, you see, we minister as a corporate body, but with one head. Okay? That is why, listen, that is why Pastelli came doesn't have his messages on podcast. He's preaching. He's preaching very powerful messages. Isn't he preaching powerful messages? Ah, it's clear. The church is growing. It's powerful. But how come he doesn't have a podcast? How come Pastor Mark doesn't have a podcast? How come? How come uh, the, their videos are not recorded? Pastor Eugene's video is not recorded and then brought to everybody. That this is a very powerful message that everybody needs to listen to. Why? They are doing very, they are very powerful things. They are all my sons they are doing very powerful things. But why is it like that? Why is it that one person is chosen? That's you. It's not, I'm not the one. It's in the Bible. Peter's miracles were chosen. Peter, do you think it was only Peter's shadow who was killing people? Do you think it was only Peter who rose people from the dead? Do you think it was only Peter who uh, did things? No, emphatically not. No. But for the purpose of administration and for the purpose of doing what God wants done, one is taken and recorded. That is why my messages are recorded. That is why my messages are videoed. So that you can see and hear what God is doing and what God is saying. It is manifested in one person. Do you understand? How how many of you know Christ and pastors? How many of you know Building Lawal, Pastor Building Lawal? Very powerful preacher. Isn't it? How come his messages were not on TV up until some few years ago? How come their images was not on billboards? How many of you know Bishop Dag? How many of you know Lighthouse Bishops? Very, I know, very powerful people. How come they are not all over the place? It's taking 30 years for them to come to the limelight. You think it's for a joke? There's a reason for it. Because you must all follow one. <laughs> Very important. Okay? Without that, you have, you have a problem in your growth. You have a challenge in your growth. If you don't know what's going on, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. God, God, God is not foolish. He does things for a reason. Okay? So if you're not listening to the podcast, that is what is happening. That's what you are just... There's a defect in your growth. There is. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, there is, there's clearly something wrong. Uh, you are not on the line as you're supposed to. 
you are not updated in the spirit concerning what is going on in our system. You see, I won't tell him what he should. I won't tell him what he should preach. We've declared that he has the word of God. He depends on what I'm saying to be able to come and say something to you. They all do. He depends on it. What is he using to grow? What I'm saying is what he's using to grow. Oh yes. His job is to chew for you to chew. Yeah. That's his job. His job is to chew for you to chew. And you must also chew for others to chew. Yeah. So you must find out. You have to find out what's going on. What is pastor saying? Some of you have done, you've not even downloaded the podcast. You don't, you've not downloaded it. Some of you have downloaded it. By, the last time you listened to the podcast was 1975. That's the truth. God wants us to grow very, very fast this year. Very, very fast. It's going to be dependent on how much you listen to what's going on. Okay? Now, you, you, listen, to, you listen to me. It's, I'm not bashing you in any way. You listen to me. It's the truth. But you don't listen as much as you are supposed to. You don't, you don't know. You don't know what's really going on. So it's God is just prompting you. I don't do things for nothing. I do things for a reason. Okay? Yes, I do things for a reason. I would have preferred to sleep somewhere and not, you know, be... Because even the system takes your attention. There are a lot of things we do in the system that takes our attention from God. Yeah, that's I'm not supposed to be part of. So I prefer to just wash my hands off it and just follow the Lord. You get it? I love the Lord. But God wouldn't have it to be so. That's why he has made it the way he has made it. Okay? Yes, Pastor. You say you are in Lab Economy Church, you should be listening to what's going on. You say you are in Lab Economy Church, you should be in a local assembly, effective, active in that local assembly, doing something in the local assembly. Not by mouth. Not by One Life Jam Association. Now, this year, we are going to be very hard on that. Like, you have to be really included. Because there's a shaking coming, and if you're not included, it will shake you off. I'm telling you the truth. I speak the truth, I lie not. My conscience bear me witness. If you are not properly hooked to it, and the shaking comes, it will shake you off. Every ministry has a shaking. Ours is coming this year. And you should, you should be smart. <laughs> yeah, something will come that will shake us. But when it comes... If you are not in line, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, God knows. When it comes, God knows. He will protect us. He will keep us. Some people don't like hearing some of these things, but I have to, we have to tell you. I'm speaking under the inspiration of the Spirit. I'm not speaking from my stomach. I, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I'm just saying it. I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just saying it. For a ministry to move to the next phase of its life, it must write exams. Just like any other individual. For you to go from class one to class two, you must write exams. Yes. And when the exam comes, the exam either comes to fail some people or increase some people. You can either move to the class two or you'll be made to remain in class one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So you have to hold on tighter. Very important. Very, very important. You hold on by listening. I'll be saying things. I'll be saying a lot. I'll be preaching a lot of things. Every Sunday, Sunday, Sunday in, Sunday out. I may not, I may not come here again throughout the year. Throughout the year, I may not. Oh, I, 
The way to follow me is not to come to Kumasi. When you come to Kumasi, you may not have anything there. You have to listen to the word of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have to listen to the word that we are saying. That is the most important thing. Listen to what we are saying. Listen. Listen and listen and listen and listen. How many of you uh, know Pastor Chris? I've mentioned him already, but how many of you know him? How many of you heard when he was having challenges with his wife? How many of you heard it? Has a ministry reduced in any way? No. Do you know how many people left the church? Do you know how many people left the church? You don't know. Plenty of people. I'm not saying I'm going to have a challenge with my wife. Not at all. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying, that's, what, that's a very high level exam. That's a very high, that's like a professor exam. That's like professor exam, yeah. PhD exam. Very high. Okay. And that came in their 28th year or 27th year of ministry. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people left. Yes, there was this man, very rich man from Zimbabwe or Kenya, one of them. No, Kenya. Very rich man. He was one of the number one sponsors. But because of what happened, which he doesn't even know about much, he's left the church. Yeah. And he's struggling in a corner somewhere. And he doesn't know that he's struggling because he left. Because he could have been doing better than he's doing now. Yes, so shakings make those who are not really connected leave. So that those who are already connected will stay. And it's, ex- it's an exam that happens in every, very, some stages of a ministry's life or of a minister's life. Yes. As a minister, you need to be tempted along certain lines. So that when you stand, then you come in. Jesus was led by the Holy Ghost into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So what are you talking about? Which is you, dear? Which is you? I mean, what are you? Do you understand what I'm saying? You will be led into the wilderness by the Holy Ghost. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Eh? And Jesus led by the Spirit into the wilderness. To be tempted, it's Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Same thing, Luke 4, 1. Same thing. To be tempted, or the, Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan. Okay, this is his return. Was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being 40 days tempted of the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you don't understand? You'll be moved by the Holy Ghost into a realm where you are being tested. You are under serious temptation. Hey, you don't know what is wrong with you. You are just being tempted, either with ladies, either with, oh yes, either with ladies. I mean, all of a sudden, your eyes are open to ladies. You, you don't think about ladies on a normal circumstance, but all of a sudden, it's like right now, you are seeing bottoms, hips, everything. It's like you are in that stage, the way I'm sitting. Then, as time goes, you, you, you'll be moved into abusing power. Jesus was moved into abusing power. He was moved into abusing. He had power. The devil told him, Charlie, do this so that angels will come at, at your back and call. Yeah. He's moved. To work miracles that didn't need to be worked. Yes. Your, your humility will be under, under serious trial and temptation. Your humility. God will test your humility to the nonsense degree. When you, when you qualify, then you can handle certain things. Is that truth? I mean, if you don't think what I'm talking about is true, read your Bible carefully. Yes, read your Bible very carefully. You'll see it. So that's what I'm talking about. I mean, being tested along certain lines. Yeah. Okay. There must be a shaking first. 
So this year there will be a shaking. Something will be shaking out around you. Which will test whether you are really here or you are not here. It can come from any direction. Whatever God wants, He will do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm sorry for telling you such scary things. It's not intentional. It's not intentional. Yes. yes. You have to. You have to know. Mm. Yeah. So this, this is to let you know that something so that you can prepare yourself. You get it. Prepare yourself adequately. Yes. And you hide. You hide properly. Hallelujah. <laughs> Lift up your right hand towards heaven and just thank God for what I shared with you. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at ChristWorldINC.com. God bless you.